Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I don't think middle-class people with children should be allowed to eat out in restaurants on the weekend. There you go, I've said it. I'm having my thoughts known because have you seen the state that they leave the place for the waiters afterwards? And also, is there anything more annoying on a Saturday morning than having to overhear little baby Theo argue with their parents about why they deserve focaccia? It's a no from me. Get out of my brunch space. Leave me alone. After the tone, this time on ATT, a kidnapping, workplace farting, and tea towel chat. You know you've come to the right place or the wrong place. So you know, turn off now if you've accidentally supposed to go to after the ding. <laughs> I don't know. Leave me alone. Um, welcome back, friends. Now, listen, I've had a big dose of the scaries this week. So um, she lost the plot. <laughs> Debbie just whispered in my ear again. Oh, well, it's fucking lovely to see you too. Lovely that this is such a mental health safe space, Debbie. Thank you. <laughs> Now, um, so the last few days have been a bit tiring. I'm not going to lie. I'm a bit knackered. I'm taking deep breaths. And my brain is sort of in that state where it feels like someone's sort of coated it in sawdust and allowed it to go back into my head. So do bear with me, please. Full disclosure, I know and I have been told that I do not have to be here, but I wanted to be here. And the gang have got my back, as does the beloved Debbie. I know, bless her, she gets a hard time, but you know, she she likes it. So I know I don't have to be here, but, you know, I want to. So I might be a bit sombre, I might be a bit yawny, but I'm happy to see you. Well, most of you, because, you know, who knows, JRF might show up. (laughs) So now a few things for the notice board. This from Instagram. Regarding doing laundry in NYC, one person has written to us to say, most rentals and condos, that's condominiums for those of you who are uncultured. I don't know what it means. I think it just means sort of like, Fancy tower block, block of flats. I mean, why don't they just call it block of flats? Anyway, most rentals and condos do not allow washers and dryers. It's a thing. And yes, they're probably in it with all the laundromats. Oh, yeah, we were talking about that last week, weren't we? Um, Could you imagine if someone said you couldn't have something in your house? Oh, my God, the outrage. Imagine if someone said you couldn't have a telly. 
there'd be riots. I'd be fucking fuming. Um, how else am I going to watch backdated seasons of, um, what's that thing that I like to watch at the moment when I'm crazy? It's called, oh, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hill. There's nothing more that I love than seeing rich people in turmoil. <laughs> Also, Colin, not Colin, messaged to say, I have not had American biscuits, but they sound like the cousin of the Aberdeen butteries. That's Aberdeen butteries, for those of you who didn't understand that beautiful Highlands accent that I just gave. Um, so I took the liberty of looking up on the internet and what a sad state of affairs an Aberdeen buttery is. Oh my God, the poor people of Scotland. It looks like a deflated chode. Um, we love hearing from you, apparently. So, at After the Tone POD for all your observations, one-liners and praise. So, without further ado, let's throw us back into the place that we all belong. Hi Scotty and the crew and everyone that's listening, it's the Vinegar Lover here. Um, I've got a funny story from when I was a kid, when I was nearly kidnapped and my mum was just really casual about it. So when I was eight and my brother was ten, we was getting a taxi with my mum to my nan's house. My brother and I got in the taxi first and I think my mum was locking the front door or something. Um, Before she got into the taxi, the taxi driver drove off without her. And we thought it was an accident at first, so we was just like, hi, Mr. Taximan, you've got our mum. And he was just ignoring us, so obviously we started shouting and saying that he needed to turn back. And it felt like this was going on for ages, it was probably only a few minutes. Um, But eventually he was like, oh, fine, Uh, and turned back round and drove back to our house. And my mum told us that she had rang the taxi company in this time so i'm not sure if the taxi company had got in contact with him or he just realized that we were two really angry fat children that he probably couldn't take on but he brought us back anyway and instead of then getting us out the taxi my mum got into the taxi to carry on our journey which is weird in itself but then she also made a stop off at a shop to get a magazine subscription and she left us in the taxi with this potential kidnapper (laughs) while she went and got the magazine which makes us sound really really bad actually my mum's amazing to be fair on her we all did really like this magazine it came with um, some dvds but i'm not sure if it was potentially worth our lives (laughs) i asked her about it yesterday and she was like oh well i didn't think you'd do it again like Thanks, Mum. Thank you so much. (laughs) Sorry, there was just me waiting for, you know, the self-proclaimed, I've got a funny story, for it to get funny. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, so Northern as well to be like, you know, in fairness, (laughs) the magazine did come with a DVD. (laughs) Oh, my God. How sinister. Oh, my God. That could have gone the other way. Your mum could have been played by Sheridan Smith in an ITV special. God, could you imagine? Oh, well, I mean, it's quite a frightening story, isn't it? I don't think I've got anything to relate to it about being kidnapped, although my parents used to think it was very funny as a child. I was constantly... Now, we're going to really wonder why I'm fucking Fruit Loop. When I was a child, my parents used to pretend to drive off. (laughs) I'd be trying to get into the car, running off the car, and those two up front pissing themselves laughing having a wonderful time it's a wonder how i turned out this way <laughs> wow i really love that because obviously your mum was like well i need to get a taxi and the taxi's here now 
I also really love that you cleared this story with your mum. Like, mum, I'm going to call up the podcast, tell them this story. Do you remember any more details about it? Do you want your other side to be known? Well, there you go. There's a moral there, isn't there? I don't know which one it is, but there's a few of them. <laughs> Thank you for dropping back. What a strange person you are, drinking vinegar. I wonder if the, the vinegar is a side effect of trauma. <laughs> That was such a therapy thing to say. Oh, do you know what I hate about people in therapy? Everything relates back to trauma, doesn't it? Well, maybe that's a trauma response. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing us your near kidnap story. You know what? I think that could be a Netflix special myself. I do. Yeah, could be one of those line of duties, malarkeys. Yeah, all right, I'll have a few words with a few of my friends, you know, on the telly and we'll see if we can get something made up for you. I mean, it doesn't have a great ending. I mean, that's awful, isn't it, really, to think about it like that. But it's true, isn't it? People don't want to watch a near kidnapping. I wonder where the word kidnapping comes from. Does it come from napping a child? Oh, I might have to look that up. Let's have a nose. Let's see what the etymology... (laughs) Big word. Kidnapping. Meaning... Oh my God. If you put kidnapping in on the internet, the first things that come up are movies. Imagine being like, I want to watch, do you know what you fancy tonight? Do you want to watch a a comedy, a thriller, a horror, or a kidnapping movie? (laughs) If anyone said that to you on a date, you'd be like, um, I think I'm going to get my coat. Kidnapping meaning the action of abducting somebody. Oh, it's not a kid. (laughs) What is the definition of kidnapping? My God. Do you know what? Please, if anybody from, like, any of the services is currently looking at my search history, I swear the reason why I look up drinking vinegar and kidnapping is because of a podcast, okay? And so um, apparently the definition of kidnapping is a criminal offence consisting of the unlawful taking or carrying away of a person by force or fraud, which, I mean, I mean, big definition there for driving down the road with two children. I also really love the fact that you were like, yeah, we were two fat mouthy kids and you probably thought he was barking up the wrong tree. There's so much about this call that I love and so much which I think probably might have to be edited. (laughs) Thanks for dropping by. Hi, Scotty and everyone. It's Rachel. Um, Just a quick one while it's in my head. I've just been listening to the most recent episode. I'm sort of partway through it. And just, yeah, on the topic of farting, um, my partner, Will, who is not afraid of keeping a fart in whatsoever, farted in work a few weeks ago. And some woman just turned around, as a woman, colleague, turned around to him and was like, have some self-respect. <laughs> Which is like the most over-the-top ridiculous response. But now I can't stop saying it. Like every time he does anything, <laughs> it's just like, have some self-respect. Okay, that was just a quick one from me while it was in my mind. Bye. Hi, Rachel, BCC, Will, and CC, some woman slash colleague. I'm going to say I'm going to err on the side of some woman slash colleague because have some self-respect. I mean, I don't mean to come across as prudish because I know we all do it. And I know, you know... Definitely with age, things can fall out of us that, <laughs> that we didn't think would. You know, we could all have an accident. We could all, but I think, I think people do like to force them out for attention-seeking. Largely, I think cisgendered white men like to do it. Why? Because pff, 
Probably they like to be provocateurs. They're probably not edgy enough anymore in society. So they're like, how can I be seen? And so they do it. I say this, but my two, both of them, big Nellies, obviously, but they are quite boyish and they are quite farters, actually. And I think I find it, I don't know, because I grew up in a house, not like a prudish house, but like, you just don't do things for effects like that. Do you know what I mean? But, you know, those two, oh my God, why bother keeping it in? Do you know what? I feel like the only person that's got any form of sphincter control around Steady. I'm not one for just farting for a comedic response. I don't think it's needed, particularly because I don't need to smell what you ate seven hours ago or whatever. So I think I, I mean, I'm sort of halfway between yourself and some woman slash colleague because I wouldn't think, like if someone farted, I wouldn't think, oh my God, you have absolutely no dignity. But I would think, oh, that was a bit vile. That was probably uncalled for. Do you know what I mean? Particularly if Will didn't follow that up with a, oh, excuse me, or pardon me, or you know what I mean. But, you know, some people fucking fart. So I'm talking myself round in circles here. Maybe we need to ask the pub, why, why, why are these things that I say aloud? Maybe we just need to ask the pub what they feel about it. Hello, Scotty and all the folks at the pub. I'm just ringing regarding, well, not really ringing. That's really quite weird to say. But anyway, I'm... I'm voice noting you regarding tea towels. I have been moved to break my silence as a first time caller, but you might remember me from the live I am KFC. The behavior with these tea towels from this person in New York, I mean, I'm absolutely shocked and appalled that this would happen. I have a real strong feeling towards whether a tea towel should be used for anything but drying dishes. I think that is where they belong. They should not be used to get things in and out of the oven. For any spillages, that is absolutely unacceptable. It it should not be used in this context. And I particularly have a really strong aversion to anyone who uses a tea towel to wipe down a chopping board. So this happens on a Saturday and Sunday morning when watching... TV chefs and it makes me leap from the sofa in full shock and horror it's just it's unacceptable um, and I just wanted to know does anybody else have this deep aversion to a chopping board wipe using a, a tea towel because I just think that's it's just wrong just deeply deeply wrong so just putting that out there to the public where should a tea towel be used and in what context and what for Because if it's going around doing jobs that it shouldn't be doing, I mean, I've got a lot to say about that. And it's broken my ATT silence, which is, I didn't expect it to be tea towels, but it's tea towels. So sending lots of love and happiness and joy towards you all, because you're all amazing. And thank you for cheering me up, as always. Bye. Dear KFC, thank you so much for your recent correspondence. I shall reply in full, but do welcome other views from the room. Now, first time caller, well done. Although I can't give you a badge because you have actually appeared on the show. So that would be going against Trade Descriptions Act. Now, I wasn't with you on this one at all, actually. My face was trying to do lots of different things, but, you know, I have had a fair bit of Botox, so it probably just looked like I was shocked. Now, I 
do not agree with you that a tea towel's only job in life is drying things. Actually, drying things is the least that I do with a tea towel. And if we were going to go down the road of it being, you know, only sole purpose of being a tea towel, then is it just for tea? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it's called. It's called a tea towel. Is it called a T-E-A towel or, or just a tea towel? Anyway, so your definition, I thought, of the tea towel, I thought actually was quite uh, heteronormative. There you go. I'm just going to say it. Yes, we can only do one thing. But then, dear KFC, you then said, if it's going around doing jobs that it shouldn't, I've got thoughts about that. And as a trade unionist, I thought, well... This is an argument I can get on board with, because if we see the tea towel as a worker within capitalism, yes, of course it should only be doing the one job that it was designed for. So, I don't know, if we apply socialism to the tea towel, I think you're right. But if I'm actually just being a sane, normal person, I think you're completely wrong, but I'm willing to make this a conversation of which I am wrong rarely, very rarely wrong, but I'm willing to open it up to the room. And I'm sorry that you were triggered by the idea of a tea towel being used for other things, but, you know, this is life! Just wanted to come in with a bit of tea towel chat. This is Joan, I'm in Belfast. Um, I really love them. I think tea towels are, like, for me, a connection to things. So I reckon for, like, at least the last ten years, every single birthday... I buy my mum a tea towel and every single birthday she buys me a tea towel. So I have really quite an extensive collection and they're always like the most ridiculous you can find, the most colourful. They're from somewhere you've never been to, but you can pretend that you go on holiday. It just feels like a really special uh, thing. And the other thing that I thought about tea towels that makes me really grin is that I really like ironing tea towels. They're my most favourite thing to iron. Ironing is one of my secret joys but tea towel ironing is just like ultimate satisfaction and when they all line up in their little row afterwards i just think everything's right with the world joe in belfast hello i mean ironing a is not a joyful pastime i don't know if anyone's told you that i don't know if anyone's told you you're wrong on that so i just i just wanted to correct you that ironing isn't fun okay and then just furthermore ironing a tea towel what who are you for whom who are you ironing a tea towel for what age are you that's the sort of act that me 90 year old granny would do ironing a tea towel oh god have you seen what's going on outside I mean, the tea towel is the least of your worries. Oh, God. Well, do you know what? I know where we're going with this. I know why the producers have put this in. I don't, yeah, Debbie, don't look at me like that. I know what you're thinking. Debbie, for months, years, has been saying to me, let's do a tea towel, let's do a tea towel, let's do a tea towel. I'm like, Debbie, no, I don't think we should do a tea towel. She's like, let's do a tea towel. Let's do it. Honestly, she's on fucking repeat. She's like you, Joan. Gets lots of joy from tea towels. Don't know why. So it looks like we're being pushed, well, me, I'm being forced into making a tea towel for the After the Tone Collective. Is that the right thing that's going to happen? Answers on the postcard, please. But Joan, giving them as birthday presents, that's a great idea because you know what? I'm one of these knobheads that's forever going around one of those vintage shops looking at like Blackpool tea towels from 1992 thinking I'd love that up in my house, you know, like as a wall hanging because, you know, I'm that way inclined and God forbid KFC come around my house and saw the tea towels that were on the wall 
<laughs> doing jobs that they're not supposed to be. Being art. Is that an allowed job for a tea towel? Um, but they're always so expensive. They're always like 25 quid. So, you know, you've got, you're going to start up a little cushy collection here. Joan, I would really like to know the ins and outs of this collection that you have. I'd like to know of which locations they're from, what they have on them. You know, I'd love to know more about the collection that's at play here, please. I hope to hear from you soon. Still to come, excitement in a post office, a boiled poo, and somebody's got a gift for me. If those two are the same thing, or all three of those are the same thing, I'll tell you what, I'm fucking leaving. But first, did you know our Patreon supporters get the gossip before you do? Whatever you donate, everybody gets the same access. So, what are you waiting for, please? Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash after the tone. And you'll get access to all of our back catalogue and exclusive content and the gossip as soon as it comes out and tickets as soon as they go on sale rather than having to wait for them it's good fun we have a good old gossip and we get to be really honest about what's going on with the show and stuff like that over there so do come over and join us this week's patreon only call is from the lovely and i always say lovely because it's always lovely to have them in the room all the bees big black bee in the bath in brighton who isn't actually in the bath but has just got out of it (laughs) so uh, come over and join us in the patreon and join in the chat got something that you want to recommend just fancy having a little bit of chat want to join in on the tea towel chat it seems that that's going to be quite prolific over the next few episodes or if you've got something that you want to respond to something that you really are dying to get off your chest you know what to do pick up the blower open up the whatsapp and send me a little voice note please to this number zero seven double eight two hundred three four two zero Remember, you can find all the info and more on our social channels at After the Tone P-O-D. And if you didn't take down that number, it's in the description box. Hi, everyone. First time caller, long time listener here. My partner, who has called up before, he was the one who stabbed himself in the bum with a knitting needle, has been bugging me to call for ages, and he is going through a really hard time right now. So I'm to cheer him up by sharing a poo story, which I know we haven't had for a while. When I was nine, um, I went on a family holiday to Italy. First thing I needed to do when we got off the plane at our place we were staying was go and do a big poo. And I didn't know the difference between a day and a toilet. So whilst trying to flush what I thought was a toilet, I ended up boiling my poo with boiling hot water coming out of a day. And my mum showered at me and was throwing buckets of water down the day because she was worried it was going to crack because the water was literally boiling just realised I never introduced myself. I am a nursery teacher and my pronouns are she, her. Bye. (laughs) Hello, nursery teacher. It is lovely to have you in the 
from. And what a welcome. 10 points for that, actually. Before we get going, if you, lovely partner, knitting needle up the bum person, bless you, if you're listening in absolute solidarity, it's what we're here for, to give hopefully a little bit of a giggle, to have a chat about these sort of things in life and, you know, the deep and meaningfuls. Not to say that pooing in a day isn't deep and meaningful before all the Italians start calling up. The Italians love a day, don't they? What a great name for a drag queen. <laughs> Just to bring it back to another chat. Please welcome to the stage, B day <laughs> now a nursery <laughs> sorry now back in back into actual civilized presenter mode <laughs> i just got myself a presenter how disgusting how vile um now yes easy mistake to make actually i mean the b day is it's an unknown objet for people in north europe i think well actually i the only people that I know who only people <laughs> sounds like my grandparents. Um, it's the Spanish and the Italians. Is it a very Mediterranean thing? I also imagine it's quite popular because I have think I've had experience of it in Abu Dhabi toilets as well in the airport. So I wonder if that's just an international thing or if it is a Middle Eastern thing. Oh, I can tell we're going down a B day chat, aren't we? Have you used the B day? I, I mean. You know, come on, let's call it as it is. Many a Mary has had to do many a thing to the back passage. So, I mean, usually that's just done with a detachable shower head. But I wonder if the queens in the Mediterranean use a bidet. I've got so many questions about a bidet, I didn't know. Bless you for boiling your own poo. <laughs> and at such a young age as well, my God, you must have been so fearful as well. These things can great lasting trauma and as a nursery teacher my god I bet you have to deal with so much poo oh my god you know what dealing with your own child's poo I'm sure is difficult at the best of times but dealing with other people's children's poo you know what I mean I'd just be like oh for fuck keep it inside you Harry <laughs> I don't know why that shows you how old I am that I thought a child would be called Harry <laughs> what are children called nowadays they're called things like Bradley <laughs> So, <laughs> thank you so much for this thoughtful call. And what a lovely thing to do for your partner to be like, they're having a bit of a difficult time, so I'm going to tell you about the time that I bored a poo. What a great person that you are. I hope you both are able to join in again quite soon. And if any of that B-Day chat's got you going, you know what to do. Are you Scotty Bams? Are you Deb, Cat, Maya, Tim? Is Cat still with you? I haven't heard of her in a while. I've knitted you. A lovely, well, let's call it a garment. And I think you're going to be the envy of Canal Street in it. Really, I do. You can shake it till all the pearls fall off. Where do I send it to? How do I get it to you? Hello, Pauline. It's so lovely to have you in the room. Thank you so much for making me a thing. So touching. Debbie, what do I do with this? Debbie said that she would feel so obliged to want to give you her actual personal address. Um, Okay, Debbie's saying no because she's actually received death threats from you in the past. Okay, Pauline, I'll tell you what. I'll make sure that producer Tim gives you my address. It's a postal address. Don't you be thinking I'm giving out my real address because I know what you fucking people are like. You're a sandwich short of a picnic. Okay, I know this because I'm also one of you, so I can fucking see it. I can, I can smell it off of you. So I'm looking forward to seeing what this garment is, Pauline. 
Okay, very much looking forward to seeing what this garment is. And I'll tell you what, if you're mugging me off, if I'm going to look like a fucking dickhead in it, I will be trolling the streets of Wolverhampton for you. Okay, and you'll be easy to find. Don't worry. Hey, Scotty. Hey, Debs, Tim, Cat, my the whole ATT crew. It is uh, Nat here. Your long-time lurker pal has decided to resurface. I've really been enjoying the top quality content uh, recently um, in terms of the ATT Live. I'm gutted that I couldn't make it, but they are. But I do believe London tickets are possibly still available. I don't know. That shit might have sold out. I mean, we nerd hard, right? We go, we go, we go full on. Speaking of going full on, guess who's back in therapy? It's me. Oh, yeah. So I did three hours of observations uh, to two really intense sessions. And we're moving away from CBT into something called CFT, compassion-focused therapy. Anyway, he's a good lad. I don't know him. He's Well, I say I don't know him. Of course I don't fucking know him. He's a therapist. Like, he's, you know, he's 100% neutral and gives barely anything away because he's a professional. Um, So obviously there's an element of me going, what is he like? I wonder what he's like, though. And it's like, yeah, you need to concentrate on the actual stuff. Do you know what I mean? Stop sort of, you know, making up narratives to comfort yourself. So uh, yesterday I went into uh, Pokes I was off work because um, I'm a nutter. When I was in the queue, it's classic, no music, it's dead silent. Then she gets to the counter and I'm like chatting away, she's sorting the things out. This woman's next to me having her forms checked. And then suddenly I heard this sort of very strange like whirlets of music. Do you know what I mean? That, like kind of the sort of stuff that you would hear on like a weird nostalgic pier. Anyway, so hear this music. Well, where the fuck's that coming from? And then here comes this absolute fucking free loop right pure monday nutters out they had pushing their little you know like the shopper trolley things with like the tart and they had all their trinkets you know like the mirrors and the bells and all that sort of stuff and a little radio obviously playing this like whirlitzer music right fucking trippy as right and they're, they're like shuffling along Clearly having a great time, you know, they're out for the day. They're running their errands just as I'm running my fucking errands. Yeah. But they were wearing what got me the most is the fact that they were wearing this fucking like hockey mask, <laughs> you know, like uh, the white, like full face. It's a bit like the horror films. <laughs> and they come walking through the shop and then they're playing this world. It's music. They come join the back of the queue and everyone is just like, don't fucking stare. But you can't help it. And this woman turned to me and she said, Oh, it's better than television, isn't it, sometimes? And I said, to be fair, you got to get your joy in where you can. And they're clearly living their best life, aren't they? And she was like, yeah, why the fuck not? You know, embrace your fucking crazy. I'm just as crazy as that person. It's just that it doesn't show on the outside. Anyway, what's your affectionate word for mentally ill people? Mine's nutter. I just love it. All right, love you guys. Bye. Oh, hi, Nat. Lovely to have you back in the room. And listen, I am so glad that you're getting the things that you need and they're adapting to your needs, etc. But I tell you what, it's so much labour. It's so much effort. I spoke about this recently. I say I spoke about it. I tweeted it. I said that I think those of us who've made work about our mental health should just be able to, like, submit pieces of artwork, stage shows, podcasts, to be like... Here you go. <laughs> Here's what you need. Because actually I can't be bothered to sit in another room with you and go over everything again. So if you could just if you could just listen to this, actually, I'll pay you for that time. Don't worry. But if you could just listen to this, it would save me a lot of hassle. 
know what I mean? We could all just give somebody a document, which apparently is becoming more of a thing. They're like, in sort of progressive mental health, I believe they like to call it, they're giving people codes. So you'd be an F14MGRTRRAK or whatever, do you know what I mean? And it's like a little bit of a shorthand. It obviously doesn't tell your personal narrative, but it allows doctors and psychologists to share information with each other without you constantly having to pick scabs. So it might be worth finding out whether or not you can get a code. Who knew? It'll be just yet another thing to remember, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> just another number. I've got a thing on my phone, which just it contains all of the numbers that I need to try and remember. So if anyone wants to fucking hack me... <laughs> It's all just there, okay, because otherwise I wouldn't be able to remember anything. Now, I'm glad that you brought up this conversation about mental health language because recently I was approached by like an arts thing that was doing thing around like disability and mind and neurodiversity to um, contribute about my experience within the arts. And I said, you know, because I call myself a nutter, a nutcase, a fruit loop, a nut job, etc. And they said, oh, could you think about changing your language because it might be offensive to other people? And I went back and I went, no, absolutely not. Would they ever dare say to a queer person, I'm sorry, could you identify something else because that might offend other people? Could you not call yourself a fat person because that might... So I was just like, absolutely not. And um, they put a disclaimer in it about like how I identify. And I was just like, this is bollocks. This is just like ableist bollocks that tells us those slurs that those of us who are like fucking, you know, really, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, someone who had like a sad Sunday because their Tamagotchi died. Those of us who are like working with institutions who have been institutionalized, those of us who like teeter with sanity on the weekly basis, if we're not allowed to reclaim those slurs that are thrown at us, those in, that internal ableism, if we're not able to, like, regain that sort of stuff, then I don't want anything fucking to do with it. So, I mean, I've got a little got a little project coming out in the summer, which you'll be able to buy, which is sort of around that sort of thing. So I prefer nut job, personally, because I think, <laughs> you know, there's labour attached to it, so I like it to be known as a job. <laughs> common theme here with my trade union socialist <laughs> ethics seeping through everything today um so yeah that's mine do you know but I really would like to have this conversation with the part because it's not to say I'm like an absolutist about language and I can you know I can understand how that might make others feel but when I'm talking about myself from my perspective and what I feel is how I want to define something that is so broad but also so vague when we talk about mental health you know what I mean like if I was to say to someone oh yeah I've got mental health I mean a grammatically it's incorrect b it doesn't tell the truth and c it puts me who's like medicated complete insane weirdo with many a letter after a name in the same realm as Jenny in accounts who's taken a duvet day because her touche leclat eyeliner wasn't delivered on time <laughs> it's so terrible about debasing other people's sadness but do you know what I mean? It's like, it's too much of an umbrella. So I think being able to be like, oh no, I'm actually the full ticket is a really helpful thing for me. But other people might disagree and I'd be really willing for us to take this conversation further. And that's your lot, actually. And thank you very much because 
that's bringing my steps back. And I'm really glad that I did this. And just to fully say that there were absolutely no expectations of me from the team for me to do this. And I'm so grateful of that and the support for that. And also the fact that I have decided to do it. Now everyone's like rejigging their weeks for me to be able to do this as well. You know, that's the other thing. And to the people that care for us, you know, I can really hear that care in the voice of the nursery worker. You know, I'm very lucky that I've got people who look at me in that way too. And I'm always really grateful in moments like these of the people who do the unseen labour, the unseen care. And so if you're one of those people, you are more than welcome here. We talk a lot about the nut jobs, but what about those who, in my world, I call them the props, those who like hold us up and keep us going. If you want to join in on that conversation, I really want to take it further. Have you ever balled a poo? What are your thoughts about the bee days? You know, with full spectrum here in many ways, okay? You know, there's all that chat as well about the tea towels. I'm sure that's going to really split the crowd I love that in this space we can talk about things like being a nut job and everyone's like yeah that's very true but the moment we talk about a tea towel well there are phone calls <laughs> so you know what to do our DMs are open if you want to send us a little DM slide if you've got one line or observation but maybe come on why not pick up the phone we've had a couple of first time callers this week it would be lovely if you join them remember our live show as Nat mentioned is in London next month there are a handful of tickets left so please do grab them whilst you can and um, we'll be back before you know it but please in the meantime be kind to yourself I'm going to be kind to me thank you for you lot for being you thank you for the ATT crew this week and we'll see you shortly pick up the phone come on join the gang After the Tone is produced by Debbie Kilbride, Vice Producer Tim Bano, Assistant Producer Maya Miller-Lewis. ATT is a Debbie production. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.